what I'm saying? I, I, want, I want people to feel what I feel. I, I want them to feel that energy that I whatever it was. Because I, I make respect from the heart. So it's like to be taken for anything else is crazy. Stacks podcast episode 102 
Got some construction in the background, but we are live with the one and only Doe seventy seven. What's good? AKA, AKA Dave, AKA Verbal Math. What is good? I, I don't know. I just I totally interrupted my introduction. I, I ruined it. No, you didn't. It I was... ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I think what ruined it was the giant crashing sound in the background. If folks can hear that, hopefully not. So I was hoping to get you on for episode 100, and because of our own crazy lives, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 100, 102 isn't too bad. No, no, and, and congrats on 100. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. It's pretty dope. Is there some kind of word that symbolizes what happens when you crest past 99? I don't know. Like you're you're into are they, are they the Centennial podcast? The Centennial Podcast. <laughs> you're you're making centennials now, and then when you're once you're at two hundred, you'll be the bicentennials, and then, and then when you get to three hundred, it's just a lot. Like I don't I don't think you want to say tricentennial. I don't think that's a thing. You just say this is, I got a lot. So really, I call I called you on because you know I value your your opinion. We've been working on music together for a fair number of years now. Yep. And um, uh, and digging for records for for many years as well. Um, you know, I, I do these things for a number of years. I did the monthly mixtape series for five years. I've done the pulling from the stacks podcast now for a little over four years. Um, do I need to switch anything up? What could be done better? Uh, you know what what could be done to get it out there to more people or is that even a, a, an issue um is there are there other things whether they're just basic you know logistical suggestions or musical suggestions or thematic i'm just you know i figured maybe we could chop it up for a second on records and podcasts and and uh what might improve after after we've crested this centennial um mark you know my first thought is, is don't mess with success. You know what I mean? Like, I, I guess I, I wonder, well, so the format is dope. It's dope whenever you're making, I think, something that there's something reliable about. You know, I, th I feel like people who come back to something regularly come back because what it is means something to them. And parsing out what part you could change without losing somebody, I think, is hard. I guess the, the bigger question is, what will keep you motivated to keep doing it? Like, is there any part about it that feels stale to you? That's, that's a really good question. Sometimes it feels stale. I think sometimes there's a lot. Of, I feel a lot of pressure as a record nerd to play good records, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, whatever that means. Right. But... Um, you know, I'm on Instagram. I'm checking what a lot of these these really heavy cats are posting. I'm checking, you know, when people post like kind of famous breaks or famous rare records, you know, and mm -hmm. and I don't own the majority of those records, right? Um, and because I don't play represses on the podcast, uh, you know, I don't have the represses to play either, um. And so I go back and forth sometimes between, you know, I love that I play, you know, 
this great song from a you know kind of a, a dollar bin record or kind of a a random you know private press jazz record that isn't necessarily extra funky but is is dope to right. like whenever you do play some of those records that that lean towards you know oh i know that breaker oh yeah like that's i don't know that's that's one of those you know japanese jazz records that costs 85 dollars like that then people are like ooh he played that one you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. so it's not that i i feel like i'm gonna or i want to go down that lane but sometimes i'm like like are people even digging this stuff do people dig here's a record right in front of me the the great jazz trio Hank Jones, Ron Carter, Tony Williams, you know, they got a great cover on here of uh, Naima. Mm. It's an 11 minute cover. I think it's great jazz trio. But do people care about that? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean I I wouldn't care about it until I heard it. You know what I mean? Like you you describe it and that it does definitely sounds dope. But, you know, I know who those people are. And there's something to be said for just playing music that you enjoy and that people will enjoy. And then there's layers to it. Like, all right, I've heard that. I want to know more. But sometimes you just hear something and it's cool that you heard it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and uh, I think there's something to be said for playing something that people can appreciate on multiple levels. So if if you know what that record is, then it's dope. But if the song is great, you need not know what the record is to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, adding little spices here and there to to kind of holler at these different audiences seems like the thing to do. But I'm, I'm struck, like, you know, I'd spend a lot. Well, every month I spend it at Vinyl Tap. Shout out to Vinyl Tap, all the DJs that come through. Uh, homie Doogie started it off at Brewery Town Beats, and uh, you know DJs come together into the shop and we just play records all day. And so I'm struck a lot of times by like the stuff that people geek out on and the stuff that people get fired up about because what's mundane to me or what I feel like is just, that's just that record. Like there's nothing special about it. We'll get everybody amped up. Like I played the, the uh, 45 of the, uh, of the, the Jose Feliciano cover of, I want to be where you are. Mm-hmm. And cats were bent. Like this is a $5 45 on Motown. Like this, is not some like super rare thing. And these are all record heads. And so, like and I mean I was fired up to find it. I didn't know about it, but once I, I mean you knew about it when I when I told you about it. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting how like it seems like it's just an everyday record. Like oh, everybody knows this, this you know whatever. But then I'll play it and people are like, "What is that? I don't know anything about that. This is blowing my mind. It's so like so." But I just play the I play stuff I like. I play I play stuff that moves me or that I find interesting. And then it's interesting to see how that kind of ripples out in ways I would never have expected. So I say that to say, like, it, it seems like if you're spinning from the heart, sounds so corny, but I guess there's no other way to say it. But if you're spinning from the heart, it'll resonate with the people that it needs to resonate with. 
if that makes sense. And if that super rare record is one that speaks to you, and then you can put it into a mix so that it's accessible to everybody. You know, I feel like I trip up a lot when I, I play to geek people out. Like, oh, I'm going to spin this. It's going to geek everybody out. But I'm like forcing it in or I'm just so desperate to play it this week because I just bought it. But the best weeks are the ones where I just like put together a mix that I'm feeling and and it works. So, no, I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree with all that. And I think it's 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 less that I'm playing records that just to play, like that I think I'm supposed to play. Like I don't really do that on the podcast, yeah. but you know, sometimes you put together the podcast. I put together the pot the, the episode a little while ago of of all look of look of love covers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not expecting everyone to love that that thing, but they're very different kinds of covers. And I yeah. thought, oh, this is kind of creative. This is kind of different. Right, but. From at least what the the numbers show, people were not interested in that podcast. <laughs> right. Um, which is all good, but sometimes it's like, okay, like, mm-hmm. like I tried to come with a creative theme, catch were kind of eh. Um, yeah. Well, see, you know, there's a thin line between a creative theme and an intellectual exercise, where, you know, and like committing to a song in that way is more of an intellectual exercise because it's not going to feel like a normal listening experience. It's true. Gosh, what is popping in my head? So Lil Dave, shout out Lil Dave. She's got this amazing podcast that I really love. Excellent reception. And he'll delve into a song. But the reason why it works is that he's describing, like he gets to tell you about, all right, this is this, version or here's how this person interpreted it or this is the part that this person took from it like it's it is a full it's a podcast that's meant to be that intellectual exercise you know what i mean and i'm such a music nerd that i'm all in on these intellectual exercises <laughs> but but discussing it like we're talking about it so word yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so that to, that goes back so that brings me back to your original question about you know kind of speaking to these record heads out here that are on these major rare records. Again, it's a thin line. Like it's, it's, you want to play stuff to geek people out and like, yo, that's great. But I don't know the, to me, what's special about pulling from the stacks is that your stacks are so incredibly deep, but I'm hearing your, this is what speaks to you about the records that you own. You know what I mean? It's not just that you own the records. It's like, this is what matters to me of the records that I have. And that's kind of the the key. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's I appreciate that. But I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a mix of, obviously I'm playing joints that I, that I own and that I love, but also that I'm digging up, finding, mm-hmm. I think might be cool. Um, like it is kind of a reflection of the constant, in the crates life that you know you and i live to some extent because i feel like every episode has at least a couple joints that were recent finds you know Mm -hmm. um so i've like just as far as the makeup of the podcast it's not a mix right it's Mm -hmm. not i'm not blending things i'm not cutting you know like i'm playing these full songs all the way through 
and I'm having this little moment kind of like right now where the music, the music stops and there's a little, a little bit of, you know, the radio host comes on and says, Hey, it's the new episode. This mm-hmm. is what's going on. This is what you heard. This is, this is some of the stuff I, I dug up recently and now let's get back into it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's fresh? Sometimes I feel I'm sitting here talking to myself in a microphone late at night all by myself. And I'm like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> well, I like it, but it speaks to, to your question about like how to get it out there to more people. Because I wonder sometimes like about these stores, what these stores are playing, mm-hmm. these coffee shops. And so I'm sure there's a lot of, of Pandora happening you know, a lot yeah. of uh, these these radio stations or stations on these various um, streaming platforms, but how to get people to to say, "Yo, let's just run a few episodes of pulling from the stacks," or "Let's run an episode of pulling from the stacks." In that context, does it work? I like it, yeah. but I <clears throat> I miss, but. I'm a record nerd and I like talking about music. I like hearing about it. I like the stories, I like reading about it. To me, it's like always a conversation. It's always a conversation. But I don't know if people access it that way. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a couple people have said that they played it in their store or their coffee shop or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, it is true, I think. Well, if I was listening to some some joints and then someone came on and started talking it would be kind of interrupt the flow a little bit of the listening experience if it's in like a store but maybe i don't maybe not you know i i don't know so then it really it really is more of the kind of podcast headphone experience of i'm listening i'm vibing out ian comes on for a second and says hey thanks for listening here's what you're listening to and we go back. Yeah. I love that shit, man. I think it's great. And it reminds cool. me of being a kid, like when you when I would listen to the radio and every once in a while they would stop and like, yo, this you heard this, you heard this, you heard this. And they might give you a little bit, like this is from this album by that artist. It's got a lot of great tracks, or you know, a lot of people don't know this record, or you know, whatever it is. I I, I think it's dope. I think it's dope. And if you're at a spot where people are like a, a coffee shop, like, I don't know. I can see people being down with that. I mean, I, I, f- I feel for the most part, it feels still feels right, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm open to, like, honest criticism. Mm-hmm. In fact, if people are listening to this conversation and have something to say about how they feel about these questions, you should shoot me an email or leave me a comment. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, so I, I have a question for you. Sure. So... As you said, like like so many of these episodes, you know, you're you're kind of infusing stuff that you just bought or, you know, like what you've been checking for. Like, as you look back over the past 100, do you feel or see that evolution of like maybe what you're checking for has changed, what you're buying has changed or, you know, because our ears change as, as record heads, like the stuff that we're geeking off of. 10 years ago won't be the stuff we're geeking off of now or the stuff we're drawn to for whatever reason. So like, as you look back over the hundred, do you kind of hear or see that journey for yourself? 
I see some of it. I think in the last four years, the change hasn't been dramatic as it as it has been maybe in the ten years before that mm-hmm. of what I listen to and dig up. I definitely feel like I'm I mean I'm going through a record purge right now. Like I want to kind of get rid of things that I just never listened to that I might have bought for a break that you know like just sit in the stacks for years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously a jazz heavy podcast or whatever we want to call it, define jazz as, you know. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I don't know if, if it's if it's changed. I guess I uh, wish I had a deep answer to that question. Um, yeah, it's one of those I think you probably have to reflect on and then go back and look. You know what I mean? I'm sure you're like me. Like We buy a lot of records, but I still kind of know the story of every record I bought. Mm-hmm. M- most. Or or yep. the ones that that the ones that really matter, like you were really after, or maybe the circumstances were particularly, yep. yep, particularly unique. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely you could say that I've gotten more into I don't know jazz and related genres that how uh, folks in other countries and and societies and cultures have have taken those art forms and put their own twist on it. I feel like I was very U.S. domestic looking for a long, long time, even as a lot of my peers were kind of checking out these other styles. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a daunting thing, frankly. Exactly. That's kind of why <laughs> it's just so daunting. Yeah, because so much, man, you could waste a lot of money buying re- records. And when yeah. you when you enter into these like unknown places and you're buying blind, it's daunting because I haven't even made that leap myself into buying. Buying stuff from other countries and. Exploring other music, I mean, I've had a Brazilian thing for some years. I mean, I feel like I feel like it's, it's very much like, you know, like most Def talks about at the beginning of black on both sides when people ask him, you know, where do you think hip hop is going? And he's like, you know, we are hip hop. I'm paraphrasing here, but you know, the, where are the people going? Mm-hmm. You, where are the people going? That'll tell you where hip hop is going. So I'm quite, I'm quite sure where Pullen is going is really the story of where Ian is going. Or so, where are you going, Ian? <laughs> <laughs> That's what people are going to listen for. That's what we're going to listen for. That's what we're going to check for. No doubt, no doubt. And I think I guess the the kind of the big the bigger question, I think, which I definitely was thinking about around episode 30, 40, 50 is, should I go past 100 episodes? You know what I mean? Like the the monthly mixtapes that lived five years. So that's what five times 12 is 60? 60. 60, yeah. So 60 yeah. mixtapes, right? Yeah, yeah. Some better than others, you know, whatever, but like every month for five years straight. And then it was like, all right, like I've kind of done this. Like, do I need to be doing this another five years or are there other creative things to do with the records I own and that I'm digging up that are, that could be fresher or just different or, or, you know, and so it took me a couple of years and then I started pulling from the stacks in late 2014 and here we are 101 episodes in and 
is there a different direction just in general of like mixes, edits, production, DJing that could be done on a regular basis, you know, in mm-hmm. a different way? Kind of like, I don't know, like I see all these people doing creative things like, you know, once again, little Dave, excellent reception. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. not saying that's what I should be doing, but the fact that you know, it's like the latest evolution in the things that he's been doing and he's how, where he's headed, you know what I mean? So is it that pulling them from the stacks headed in a certain direction or does DJ Ian head need to like come up with a different series, Mm. which goes back to your original question about, or the original kind of conversation about, you know, am I tired of doing this or is it still kind of inspiring? And so maybe the question is, is there something unique about the way that you interact with music that you can express through pulling? Or maybe pulling is just already the best manifestation of your experience with the music that you buy. And in that sense, is what it needs to be. You know, it'll go, I guess, where wherever the most the most sincere representation of what you and the music are are doing with each other and how you're relating to one another. I think that's probably where pulling goes. Word. Word. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I feel so you no, know, go on. I was gonna say I think that'll probably be the most interesting thing to you. And then the most interesting tip thing to you is probably thing the thing that's gonna be most interesting to the audience. Cause like one one of my, my favorite mixes that I did at Vinyl Tap um, I had been watching a lot, a lot, a lot of the um, Wax Only series that Vin Rican does where he, he takes a hip-hop album and mm-hmm. he'll like play the samples and kind of go track for track where he'll play a sample. And then and he'll take an album and just a hip-hop album, like it'll be, you know, a, a, a Mecca and the Soul Brother and go track for track. Here's the sample that was for track one. Here's the sample that was for track two. And so one day... Just for fun, I pulled out samples and original, you know, hip hop joints and the and the original hip hop joint and the original. And for no reason, I was just sitting around the house doing this, just for fun, just because mm-hmm. it was fun for me. And then I had thought about what I was going to do for Vinyl Tap, and I had all these records pulled. This is what I'm going to do, and I probably got the most positive feedback. One, I think, because we're all record nerds and we all love hip hop, and it's cool to hear the samples, but also. I was having a good time and I think that came across. Yeah. You know. Yo, this is this is this is real helpful though. This right is, on. Uh, yeah. This is helpful. You know. This is this is very helpful. I appreciate you making the time to um to dialogue on on these uh these record music right missions. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Yep. No, this is a treat. This is fun. This is fun. As you know, these kids, man, they take up time. Which we could do it more often, but we'll, you know, we'll find time, you know, for the 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 bicentennial and then the tricentennial. <laughs> That's right. What <laughs> <laughs> a shout what out, up. pulling from the stacks, man. Shout out, shout out, Vinyl Tap, shout out, Doe seventy seven. Did I say it right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Word. Yeah, Doe seventy seven. I wanted to, I wanted to sound like, uh, like I'm, I'm straddling two subway trains. Like that, yes. that classic Dondi shot. Yeah. 